0: Hello and welcome to the Counter Option Podcast. You've got Joe. Go Anthony, Big Red. <laughs> go Big Red. you got Tyler here, Boomer Sooner. Yeah, two,
1: two uh, rivals became friends and decided to do a podcast. <laughs> Who thought that would ever
0: happen? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this is going to be a college football podcast. We're going to give you our takes, opinions on matters, and... Uh, we're not
1: always right we'll be wrong but it's what we think and how we feel (laughs) we talk about a lot of different stuff all the time and we figured this would be the best platform for us to kind of get going
0: we might have some special guests here in the near future who knows but uh yeah well i guess we can just start it off so the 2023 season has ended michigan won michigan's our national champion after all the bullshit they went through all year with the ncaa and uh, the sign-stealing, their team was resilient and didn't let any of the outside noise get to them. And, yeah, they beat an undefeated Washington yeah, team. which
1: really good team, too. But you'd also have to say it's really good coaching down the stretch, too, when you look at the Big Ten, coming out of Big Ten against Ohio State and even in the championship and through the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They show that they were a better coached team than most people thought. Maybe they would have been amidst the whole sign-stealing stuff.
0: I mean, do you got to give him more credit for that? I mean it was the interim, right?
1: Uh, yeah, I, Sharon, I think yeah, you have to give him more credit than yeah. people are giving him. you know, and I, I think Harbaugh's going to go pro. I, I mean, it, I, I have to agree. All I think signs are seems, pointing that way.
0: seems like he's tired of all the nonsense with college football, the transfer portal, with his dealings with the NCAA, the holding
1: hands of the kids, all that stuff. I don't I don't think he wants to do it anymore.
0: I agree, and, and he's, already, he's he's been a successful NFL coach. So, I mean, yeah. if he gets the right opportunity, which...
1: It sounds like Chargers. Chargers. And I mean, but why not? You have Justin Herbert, and it's
0: kind of the right Very team Very similar there. scenario, like yeah. when he was at a young quarterback in San Francisco with Kaepernick. He can come in there, revitalize that defense, uh, get some more young weapons in there with Herbert. And, yeah, he could make a run at things. So, yeah. I, I, I do think... If the Chargers end up hiring him, that would make the AFC a very AFC West in particular a very tough tough division. But yeah, it, it, it does seem like he's going to be leaving. Yeah, and if that's the case, if you want continuity, you keep more.
1: You keep more. You got to give it to Sean Moore or Jesse Menner You got to give it to one of the two. Uh, I I don't see anybody else. Hmm? I think you bring somebody in. You're going to lose everybody. You,
0: yeah, you're hitting the reset button a yeah. bit. And kind of what number, or Alabama's going through with, with Saban retiring. Uh, and it was even
1: with Nebraska when Nebraska? Scott Frost came in. Mm-hmm. I mean, he ditched everybody that was there. He didn't want to play any of those kids, even if they were better than the kids he brought in. So you had to re-recruit. He, you got to re-recruit them. you got to keep them around. And I think if you keep Sharon Moore or Jesse, and Jesse Minner, both of those two, I think you're going to keep the continuity and everybody's going to want to stay.
0: I agree. I mean, you have to I mean, if if you're a a recruit, you see more still there like seems like all the pieces are still there for a successful program. I yeah. I don't see them taking much of a dip. I mean, Michigan's all obviously already such a big name, but um there is
1: a side of me that thinks it will. I mean, look at Ohio State when Urban left. Yeah. I it, mean, it, Day still hasn't had – he hasn't had rock-solid years. He hasn't
0: – Struggles recu- in the big games. Yeah.
1: He's recruited well. He's always recruited well. Mm-hmm. But he just can't beat the Michigans. He can barely beat a, Notre another Dame. <laughs> and he goes over –
0: fights like, skip holes, yeah, or lose holes. Exactly.
1: <laughs> and he goes to, like, the playoff, and then they have a really good game, and then, you know, they lay an egg the next one, you know. And it's just it, – it's going to be interesting to see what happens there because there's – too many good teams coming into the big 10 now sure. where you're like if we lay an egg what's gonna are we still gonna be the number one team in there i don't think so i think if, if sc gets it figures out figured out mm-hmm. with that school because they can recruit very I well mean, there and,
0: and lincoln is very much in do or die mode like all of his uh coaching moves that he's made yeah. this year like if they don't he's done it yeah he's done
1: he's done but it, it, the thing is is it's Nobody really realizes how hard it is to go from one conference to another. It's true. And really do what you did in another conference. The Pac-12 for the longest time was just USC, UCLA, and Oregon. And that was it. Mm -hmm. Nobody else meant anything. And then Washington was good from here and there. Oregon State got really good under... Jonathan Smith.
0: You and had the leech years at Washington yeah. State. <laughs> yeah,
1: you can't, but you can't discount those years. No. I mean, with Gardner and those boys, mm-hmm. like, they would throw the ball around the yard and everybody, surprise everybody. They,
0: yeah, on occasion come up and beat yeah. a USC or Oregon, yeah.
1: <laughs> or even walk into a Texas and beat Texas. Yeah. Like, nobody saw it happening, and they would just show
0: up. Did they beat him? Did Washington State beat Texas. I don't
1: know, but it was, <laughs> I, I don't think so. But like, if they did, I wouldn't be surprised if it did happen, because I mean, let's
0: be real. When Texas dropped back to back to Maryland, that you know, those yeah. two years, yeah. yeah.
1: And then let's be real with Leach though, when he was at Tech and he was in the Big Twelve, he was he wreaked havoc there with Dude. Crabtree, with, yeah, with Crabtree and Sonny Cumbie. and. Even Kingsbury, Kingsbury, yeah, I mean, even Oklahoma had problems with him, and he was an Oklahoma OC for a while. It's true, yeah,
0: you know. Now he struggled. I mean, they, Bob Stoops, I think, when he hired him, he was looking for like an offensive scheme that gave him fits, and he wanted that there at Oklahoma because yeah. so. his
1: defense was going to give everybody
0: fits, oh, yeah. and they did, they did, and they did. But yeah, I mean, so you have hard. It's it's real interesting because you have these two teams that were in the Final Four. You have Michigan, who won, looking like they're going to have to replace their coach, and then you have Alabama with Nick Saban, who's retiring, retiring the probably the best college football head coach ever t- to do it, and yeah. now they're looking to replace him with DeBoer. DeBoer. And I'm not
1: against a boar, but I don't want that job. Who would? Nobody.
0: But he's like, a, I mean, he's a crazy man. I'm sure he's getting. through. I haven't looked at the contract. Getting done, throw tons of money to come do it. But think about, think about the
1: pressure. You have. You'll to never live up to it. no. Him. But you have to recruit at the highest level. And I know he's gone. to All these like sitting head coaches he's worked with before,
0: mm. and have brought them onto his staff, but. I don't think it's gonna matter. Still has Sabin in his back pocket to yeah, kind of bounce things off of, but it's still. But like
1: Brandon Walker said, he's like, "I would just float into the abyss. I have nothing to give anybody." It's true, though. You know, he's
0: he's he's accomplished everything that you can yeah. as a head. Yeah,
1: six six national championships in what? At one years? school,
0: yeah. That's
1: that's Belichick level. Mm-hmm. That's, they're buddies. Yeah, they're best. <laughs> they're, I mean, they're best <laughs> friends, but. You know, it's just – who would have ever thought that would have been a thing? I didn't.
0: No. No, I mean, and it – Usually that stretch
1: – that six titles is stretched out over a 20, 25, 30, 40-year
0: career at a school. Who was the one that did it uh, for college basketball like in the 70s or 80s UCLA coach? Oh, uh, Wooden? Wooden, yeah. I mean that that's yeah. – you're talking about Mount another Rushmore, legendary yeah. – Yeah. So, I mean – but it's. It also seems like his system of doing things is kind of become archaic, and mm-hmm. that might be partly the reason why he's retiring. It's no longer can he have the stranglehold that he once did over college football, yeah. and um, I mean, it really does feel more than ever that things are wide open.
1: Yeah, yeah, and even with Washington going to get Jed Fish, I mean, is that is that going to be a cakewalk for Jed Fish? Because I don't think Mm-mm. so. No. <laughs> I mean, I really don't. I mean, when you look at when you look at like McMillan went pro, Odunze going pro. Uh, who's Jalen Polk? Is, Polk, he, the, is yeah. he the other receiver? He's going pro, mm-hmm. and so is Penix. So you're losing the the big core of all. You used your, to say
0: that Deboer doesn't try to bring some guys over to Alabama too. He will. Yeah. yeah.
1: He will. Like Will Rogers just stepped back into the pole role. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to go to Alabama. Because he wants to play for Deboer, mm-hmm. do Maybe. I think it's going to work down Maybe. there? Maybe, but Maybe. they got Jalen Milroe. You know, oh
0: yeah. But then that's then. If that's the case, does he go somewhere?
1: But he either going?
0: quarterback, after seeing what Deboer did with Penix, it'd have to be like. If I was Milroe,
1: I'd stay. No. I, I would really stay because he brought Grub with him, and that's. I mean, if he didn't bring Grub, I wouldn't stay. He doesn't have to worry about Bill O'Brien anymore. No, <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all, but I saw he was being mentioned for, like, I think the Ohio State offensive coordinator job or something like that. And I was like, y'all are crazy. What are you doing? He couldn't even turn Mac Jones into a decent quarterback in the NFL. What makes you think he's going to do well at Ohio State? They're going to run him out of there just like they did in Alabama. You know, I think with DeBoer, he's got two and a half years there. And if he doesn't make the playoffs in the two and a half years he's there,
0: Lane Kiffin will be the head coach. Ooh. I mean, I like it, but it's an exciting hire.
1: Well, it's yeah. it's the right hire, and it's
0: the home run hire. Familiarity. Yeah.
1: But I don't think Lane wanted to take that job right now because he you didn't want, want to fall you want to
0: distance. It. You want to distance yeah. that, yeah. But be the guy after the guy. And, I mean, with the amount of money that Ole Miss has spent this cycle and the portal, like, Who's to say that they can't catch lightning in a bottle this year? And it, yeah, it could that, happen. It could Jerry happen. Very
1: well, could happen. I mean, it happened at LSU with Kelly, right? And he's and he's being linked to the Michigan job too. And I don't see where that's a fit. I
0: don't know. You think it's more of a fit than LSU? I, I do.
1: However, it, it's hard to you sit just there have
0: to start over again.
1: Yeah, exactly. It, it's hard. It's hard to say that he's a. He's a fit at Michigan more than he is at LSU with what he did with that offense this year. With neighbors and Jalen Daniels. Jaden, is it Jalen or Jaden? Because I always get the Yeah, him, with get him, him, him and KU, KU, KU guys I think it's Jaden Daniels. Jaden Jaden Dan, is
0: L S U yeah. and then Jalen plays at KU. Yeah. So Jay,
1: with Jaden Daniels winning the Heisman this year, like I mean, it's hard to sit there and say Kelly can't coach in the SEC.
0: Which that's his first Heisman winner, isn't it? I think so, yeah. Because he didn't have anything at Notre yeah. Dame. That was actually his best quarterback that he's ever had. Yeah. Because Notre Dame couldn't get a quarterback to save their life. No, but
1: I thought he had did a better coaching job at Notre Dame than he would have to at LSU. hmm Like, people don't give him credit for that. Those I honest, defenses. Oh, they're yeah. always good. Yeah. They're always good. I, I honestly thought he was going to skip LSU and go to Michigan State when that opened at one point because that would have been a better fit for him. Mm-hmm. Don't have
0: quite the resources that you do at LSU. But
1: but he didn't have much resources at Cincinnati that's,
0: yeah, that's when he went there, too. Very true. And you wherever know? he was before that. I mean, he's kind of a guy that's he's won at every stop he's been at. It's
1: hard to say he's not a good football coach. And, mm. like, like, fuck you, Brendan Walker. But I know you <laughs> always sit there and you like to dog on coaches like that, you know. But look at Mississippi State. Yeah, your coach died. I get it. <laughs> but what have they been after Dak Prescott? Nothing but gark. Where's Dan Mullen now? <laughs> right, he's in a, he's on TV. He's doing press. Like let him be.
0: Speaking of which, I, I mean, so Jeff Levy now the head coach there. Like I don't, I think he'll do good. You think he'll do good? I, I mean, think he'll do good. Expectations are not.
1: We always talk. High. About, we always talk about that. Like yeah. the expectations are low. Like that's the school. You go 8-4 and four every year in football, mm-hmm. they're not going to care because it's a baseball school. It's true. Yeah. They care more about their baseball program than they care about their football program. But Dan Mullen found a way to get to number two in the country with a guy like Dak Prescott that nobody thought was going to be good. It's true. So it's hard to sit here and say he wasn't a good coach.
0: No, that's true. And I'm honestly surprised he hasn't, like, Wound up in any of these like coaching uh, conversations, like these vacancies that are pop- that have popped up. Um, I don't think he wants it. I, I think yeah.
1: he, I think he's sitting back at ESPN, seeing everything and cashing saying, the checks. Well, yes, yeah. but I also think he's saying to himself, "The way
0: it's set up now, I don't, I don't want a piece of it." It's a young man's game. Like yeah. I mean, it if, comparing that to like the NFL because it used to be for the longest time that an NFL job was looked at as a harder, like higher pressure more difficult but like i would say it's not as much if you think about no. it like I'm you don't work as much as you do in college oh no, yeah that's what i'm trying to say is like college now yeah it's a year extremely round extremely difficult it's a year-round job and with the, the pandora's box that's been open with the nil and the transfer portal and like you're having to no longer are you just recruiting high school kids you're having to recruit uh Players from opposing teams and, and your, your, your own team. Yeah. And your kids too. Like you have to you have to
1: recruit those kids over and over each year. Cause if you don't, they're going to the next best situation. And is that beneficial for anybody? No. no. It's really not.
0: I mean It works out for a handful.
1: Oh, it does. I mean, it does. It's like, it's like the old school college basketball move. Mm -hmm. I'll just recruit three high schoolers and then I'll bring in a bunch of transfers Mm -hmm. and I'll keep these three high schoolers getting better. But back then nobody left the schools they were, that they were recruited to, you know, like Saban walked into high schoolers living rooms, sat down with them and kept them for six years. He got five stars to come in in red shirts. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Any other school they're leaving. Right. It's just crazy. It's who yeah. does that. But,
0: you but know, saving. Yeah. yeah.
1: But saving. But like, you know, even the transfer portal these days is, isn't as what it's built up to be. Let's be honest. There's still I mean, a ton of players in there that don't get on to power five schools or, certainly. or D one schools, but they end up at like D three and they do. Okay. Down there. They do. Okay. They don't, you know, jump off the jump off the screen at you, you know, but like they're transferring two, three times. Make those kids pay the university back whatever they're getting for the scholarship, so they at least learn the lesson of what it means to disappear on a school.
0: Bring back making them sit out a year.
1: Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Unless because someone's gonna say, Well, I went to two different schools and my coach left each year mm-hmm. and I want to keep yeah, going. Certainly,
0: yeah, there's always gonna be a case like yeah,
1: that. And it can't it at some point you have to draw a line. And that's where I think the NCAA needs to step in or these conferences have to step in and say, okay, this is where we're stopping. They're going to govern themselves, I think, because the yeah. NCAA, they I feel
0: like. They don't care.
1: They don't care about football. They care they're more about baseball, dead. basketball. Yeah. <laughs> and
0: uh, like, like volleyball.
1: like volleyball, Women's volleyball. Like is, Olympic is, sports. Yeah, yeah. All the Olympic sports they
0: care about, they don't care about football. Because they don't, they have no authority. No. I mean, they, there's no teeth. Like they've. Been after Harbaugh all year, and but what's come from it? They, just they what, still won the national like, championship, like a three-game suspension yeah.
1: at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were talking about end of last year how they thought Michigan was cheating to get in there. I mean, I told you about South Carolina calling Michigan to get to get a full scouting report on Tennessee because <laughs> they thought they were going to play Tennessee or or some other school, but they were going to play Tennessee. And Michigan thought they were going to play Tennessee in a bowl game, so they fully scouted them, and full then they scouting. sold the sold the scouting report to South Carolina. And South Carolina beat them that week
0: because they had a full scouting report from top Had all on. their plays, their yeah, calls. It's, it's, it's insane. Which, it, I mean, it's crazy because, you know, it does seem like... But that, hats off to them. They put that work in to do it. Look, there's something to be said doing whatever it takes to win. I mean... Certainly, like, I mean, and I think that you know, Saban would was the man he was because of that reason. He would toe the line with, and probably push the line into cheating, but uh, all the big programs do it. Yeah. I mean, I know Oklahoma's; they're not uh, a choir boy. They've they've been yeah. they've had their share of uh, violations and things like that. But uh,
1: but look at like when Matt Rule went on on a press conference and he said, everybody's trying to do it. It doesn't. We're all trying to do it. And it's he's true. like, everyone sits in their press box and they all try to get the signs about what's a pass. What's a run. What's going to be this player, that player, the coverage is this, or the coverage is that there. Everyone's trying to do it at the, High school level, they have some sort of technology. At and the pro level, level, they have technology, but at college, they don't. Supposedly,
0: it's because the coaches don't want the change. They like yes. the fact that they can yes. try and guess the calls.
1: But they need to move to having
0: the the speakers in the head, in the helmets. I mean, the, it's an, it seems like a no-brainer, but with, with this sport in particular, college football, there's so many things that you'd think... It seems like a no brainer, and then like they go the completely opposite direction. I mean,
1: yeah, because it, it seems like they want to make it harder for the kids, and I don't mm-hmm. understand it. You know, but you know, it's it's what it is. We can't. Con- we're not going to be the ones that's going to knock on the door in Indianapolis and tell them to change it. You know, I mean, we could. Like they'd listen. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, we could petition out there and you know tell them how we feel, but they're just going to flip us the bird and tell us to go pound oh sand. God, you know, we're
0: still getting. Tons of views and millions of dollars. Yeah. I think our product's good. Yeah, yeah. we're fine. <laughs> we're fine. Don't mind us. Speaking, of, I mean, like, what what is the product going to look like next year? Because do have we seen our last undefeated national championship or national champion? It de-
1: it it really depends. I mean, you look at what Ohio State's done in the portal this year, mm-hmm. and they let Kyle McCord go. Thought they were dumb for that, mm-hmm. especially when you watched them play in their bowl game and it was complete, utter hot garbage. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, what is your deal, Ryan Day? You better have a big plan for that because he won you a ton of football games. He's gotten you to, to higher rankings. If you can't do that, he's probably going to go get be fired. And the only person on that staff that will get retained, in my opinion, the two people, I should say, will be um, Harson, their offensive coordinator. But he'll probably get back bumped down to the wide receivers again. Brian Hartline or Hartline, yeah, yeah. you're right, Hartline, yeah. And then uh, I think it'll be Larry Johnson, their defensive line coach, because that guy can recruit that area really, really well, and he coaches so kids. He's got some skins
0: hard. on the wall, yeah. yeah he he knows what he's doing. Players that he put in the NFL, and if
1: he lets the if if he goes, there's going to be about every school in the country trying to get him to come there, and he'll end up at like he'll end up at like a Florida or Florida State doing the same thing he's been doing. But to to the question, I just don't know. Nobody knows. No.
0: That's the thing. It's, it's like, like it's we're entering to the wild, wild west. Yeah. So I mean, you've already got it with the transfer portal and NIL, but then talking about like what, what the format's going to look like next year. I was watching Fine Ball just a minute ago and they were showing South Carolina's uh, schedule and it was like back to back to back. They had Ole Miss, then at Bama. Than at Oklahoma and that's I'm like impossible. That's it, an
1: impossible schedule for them to get to really get their footing into anything.
0: It really is. I mean, but you're gonna see that with pretty much any schedule yeah. because just how at least with the Big Ten and the SEC, they're so loaded. I yeah. mean, uh, well, you'll
1: I, see you'll see four, you'll see four Big Ten, you'll see four SEC schools easy. In the playoff. In the playoff. Yes. So that that's gonna make up three-fourths of your playoff. Just because of who they are and who they play, because if you're a team, if you're a team like Indiana, we're just going to throw Indiana out there. This isn't going to actually happen, but mm-hmm. this is my opinion on sure. it. Sure, if Indiana can go to can go to Oregon and beat Oregon, if they can go to SC and beat SC, if they can go to if they can go to uh, East Lansing and win that game, if they can go to Ann Arbor and win that game, if they can go to Ohio State and win that game, mm-hmm. now. You can't look at that team and be like, well, you're Indiana. You can't be in there.
0: Clearly deserve it. Yeah,
1: you clearly deserve it. But are they going to go strength the schedule with that? Because like a team like Liberty, who went 13-0 this year and was ranked 25, but had statistically the worst schedule of everybody, are you going to put them in there to watch them get pounced by a team that's like, I don't know, Georgia. Georgia? <laughs> it's not even it's not even a fair game. No. You know, but like are they really gonna take actual strength of schedule with these power five schools and these group of the group of fives, are they gonna take take that into consideration? Because they have to. And there's always gonna be that Notre Dame factor mm-hmm. where if no Notre, conference. Yep, yeah, no conference, but they win nine games a year, they'll be there. They will always be there. That that doesn't matter.
0: Notre Dame, to their credit, even though they're not in a conference, their schedule is usually pretty tough. I mean,
1: until they get to playing the ACC teams. Yeah. Unless you're playing a Clemson every year and a Florida State every year, which they really don't. Mm. It's. I mean, they play a tough schedule outside of USC us yeah. every year. If they can they get play back Michigan to Michigan every
0: year, if, too, right? They brought that back. If they can get back to playing both of those games, like that, those are both very solid games. But yeah, I mean, if they're not in a conference, they're they're gonna have to like go out of their way to schedule yeah. some big boys. They're gonna have
1: you're gonna have to. And if you're in the MAC, you better start like if you're Toledo and you're Jason Candle, you better start playing some big boys to get some eyes on you. Because if you don't, you're not you're not gonna make it, it. I don't think
0: it just seems like to me, it's like, you know, we're we're talking. Division one But it's I think it's just At the end of the day It's going to be These two conferences I mean You you have to consider Like the ACC And like the Big 12 Yeah But It does feel like They're already They're at a very Severe disadvantage Than teams that are In the SEC And the Big 12 Or I'm sorry The Big 10 Yeah um, But then the other
1: Question flips to too Are they going to take Like Like a Four loss Colorado team Over a two loss Iowa State team. It's a it's a very real question
0: for eyeballs for, for eyeball for yeah, eyeballs. that Dion factor.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know, like Dion Dion's got a lot. He's got a lot. He's got to get done at, at Colorado. But like, he goes nine and four next year. There's I don't see why they don't put him in there.
0: Yeah, college football will have a hard time keeping him out. Just the amount of eyeballs that will bring in yeah, exactly. The yeah,
1: that that's I mean that's a big question there. Mm-hmm. They go nine and four, and Iowa State goes. You know, eleven and two. Are you going to let them? You're going to tell Iowa State they can't go in after they beat Colorado, probably. You know, that's
0: that's the tough thing. It's a tough thing. Yeah, I mean, do you think this is the at twelve we're 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 going to stand pat, or you think it expands even I th- more? I, it's going to expand because
1: people are going to are going to bitch and moan and whine and cry about it mm-hmm. like they did with the four team. Now, however. With the four team, they should have just taken. They should have gone to six, in my opinion. With that, have
0: the five power five, have the conference five power five, and, and that
1: large, and the best, the best group of six or group of five, whatever that is, that team play in there as well too, because that would have made an even playing field across the board. I don't think people would have complained as much, but it would have moved to eight quickly, and then it would have moved to the twelve. I think it's going to move to sixteen. There's a strong possibility of that. Um, would it go to the top twenty-five? The, the mm. twenty-five team playoff, maybe it's very possible, but I don't see where that's going to
0: benefit anybody. Let's say so where do you go sixteen to like thirty-two is the next jump, maybe right? Yeah, but that's, that's too many. Yeah, that's way too many. So but then we're looking then you at get, buys, maybe with like a sixteen, and then you add like
1: you had the you had the well the sixteen, maybe have a maybe have a, maybe
0: have a twenty-team playoff, and like the top four teams yeah. get a buy or something like yeah, that just yeah, but like.
1: You go 32, you're going to have some really bad football. You just <laughs> Oh are. yeah. You're going to have some really really bad football. I mean, like look at the the college basketball. When they with their 64 team, like there's some really bad basketball games.
0: There are. There are Someones some bad- going to
1: get boat raced and you're going to be like they never should have been there. Forget them. They shouldn't they should never have had the opportunity hmm. and then you look at like you go to four teams, and it's like, well, I'm Florida State, who definitely didn't deserve to be there this year. Towards the end of the year, regardless if they had, uh, de- uh, what's his name, Travis Jordan yeah, Travis I or mean. not, like they still look like crap. If you put them against a Georgia in that, mm-hmm. which they did play, yeah, and that Georgia, didn't and Georgia put a foot up their ass, yeah. And said, "You can't. You know, this is it. It's hard
0: looking at what Georgia did and be like, man, should they have? They have Ex- been in exactly. The playoff,
1: but that's where just, the five or the six team should yeah. have came in, because I'm okay if a team like Georgia, after the Power Five, is there and the rest of like the group of six isn't so great. But you're like, we'll just give it to Georgia. I don't have a problem with that.
0: I mean, they just won last the last two national championships, yeah. lost their only game to Bama in in dramatic fashion." Or I would say a close game. Yeah. Let me um, ask you this then. Yeah.
1: A Michigan-led hardball team against a Kirby Smart Georgia team. Would that have been a better college football final? Man, that's a tough question, but it's yeah. the truth.
0: I mean, I I, I think so because if you if you look at it because what Michigan played Alabama in the semifinal, right? And they had a hard and that time. That was a damn good game,
1: but they had a hard time. They had a hard time until the until they kind of warm out. Until they warm out because Michigan has the best front. You know, lines in college football. I truly believe that, and offensive mm-hmm. and defensive lines. They got they were probably top. If they could have done that to Georgia, that would have been an interesting that would game. Been
0: impressive. But I mean, Georgia's got depth too. Are they? Or do they have more depth than Bama? Because like what you're talking about is like it was a very like kind of a stalemate until the end. And like yeah, uh, if
1: it didn't go to overtime, I think Bama would have beat them. Yeah, they would have found they would have found the chest the chest move more. I think that's what would have happened. We would have had Bama and Washington because I don't think Texas was going to make it. They're a great football team. They're going to be very tough in the SEC. But I don't... Bama and Georgia are the two best in the SEC. Still, even after everyone has left. You can't take that away from Bama right now. They're the reigning champions. True. You know, But if I'm Kirby Smart... I better start being the face of that conference. Oh yeah,
0: I mean I and we 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 we've actually talked about that like the other day. Who's going to yeah. be the face? And you said Lane.
1: I said Lane. I I really do think Lane. I because Lane is charismatic enough and he's ballsy enough to kind go a out, to go out there and put lightning in a bottle mm. and shake the whole thing up, shake it up. I really see that happening. He and I don't think the rest. All these. I don't think everybody else sees it. I do. Just because he's done so well in the portal. And
0: those te- He was, what, top eight all year? Quietly. Yeah. Very quietly. They, I would say, like, hovering around 10. But, but quietly. Quietly. Yeah. quietly. Mizzou got a lot more press, I felt like. I think once they
1: lose Burden and they lose, a lo- like, a couple more players, they're going to go back
0: to being Missouri. Yes. A bottom, bottom-tier bottom yes. school. I, I completely agree. I'd... I you give them credit. They, they had a good year, mm-hmm. but uh, sustaining success there outside of Pinkle, has anybody ever done it? No. I don't know. No,
1: I mean, Gary Pinkle's, for as funny as his name mm-hmm. is, he's <laughs> he was the one guy that – Found a way to win in the Big Twelve. When the and, Big Twelve was and? was the best conference, one of the best conferences in college football.
0: It's true. And he was the coach that ushered them into the SEC, right? Yeah, for like two back to back SEC yeah. East.
1: And then they got Barry Odom, and they hit the toilet bowl real quick. But that's not against Barry Odom. It's just it's one of those schools that you usher in. You got to reshuffle your whole your whole roster, and then you end up having a a monumental task and I, he's gone on the UNLV and has done well.
0: Barry Odom. Yeah. I, I, his brother, Brian Odom, he was the, the linebacker coach under Grinch at Oklahoma. Yeah. And when Riley took the USC job, he He brought them all, went out there. But after all the firings that happened at USC this year, that a lot of Oklahoma fans wanted Brian Odom back, which is Barry's uh, brother. Um, because of would he come back though I mean that's an honest question he's he's an Oklahoma guy now I don't think like he went to the University of Oklahoma but he's from the state so I don't know if there's any tie there it, we didn't go that route who's yeah. uh, your I, who's the
1: linebacker coach there now do you know
0: they just hired him and it's uh, I'm going to look it up here avoid the dead air um, because it's very hard
1: for somebody like Venables to to want to turn around and bring somebody in he doesn't know for for especially that linebacker position oh yeah because with OU that's like that's like look at stutzman he was a fucking animal this year
0: well just the 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 amount of and ken and
1: Kanak jared Canak, yeah can you say it? he's i mean he's a kansas boy yeah. Uh, was it Wichita or Yeah, it was Wichita or something mm-hmm. like that. Nebraska tried to get him mm-hmm. and he went to Clemson. And,
0: and then played and with then And Medibles then Nimbles told him to stay there. And he's like, no, I want to come play yep. for you.
1: Yep. It's the same thing with happened with Deep with with Dabo. He didn't want to play with somebody other there there other than him.
0: No, uh so <laughs> OU, I believe it was last week, they or two weeks ago, they fired their defensive coordinator, their mutually split ways was Ted Roof. That's probably a good move. Good move.
1: I, I, Roof is. He did really well. He went to. He was
0: D coordinator at Duke, right? Duke. Yeah, he he there, might have been. Was he was an off or he was a head coach? Was at Wake Forest. Or, I, I'm, I, I'd have no, to pull up know. his. But uh He. He's an old guy. He's been he, around a while. A lot of experience. Yeah. He did well at. uh He did well at
1: Duke. I remember that he was with. God damn it! He was Ole Miss quarterback coach. Eli Manning. I forgot his name. He was at. He was a Tennessee assistant for a long time. Ted Roof.
0: No, um, I forgot his name. But it, you know, a, a lot of OU fans thought that that the hire of Ted Roof was kind of a stopgap, uh, letting Venables come in, somebody yeah. that he can trust. I believe that there, there he was on the Clemson staff, maybe or uh, oh. there's some familiarity. But uh, he, I, Venables is the head coach, but. He has a very big hand in the defensive yeah. side of things. And As he, he should. He, right. I mean, right he, now, he should. Best defensive play caller, arguably, the last probably like 10 years. Yeah. Uh, and he just wanted somebody that he could trust to, to run his defense and someone that was experienced. Um, but I never thought Roof was that great, though. No. Like,
1: you watch his defenses, even with like at lower level schools, and you, they'd give up. Twenty eight a game, and they would, and the offense would score thirty one. You know, it's they give just up, just getting, getting, yeah, the job done. They would enough. They would be in the eighty, like high eighties, low nineties, at the end of the year. Yeah, that, that's just. I mean, for most t- places that's you get fired for that. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I, I mean, like look at Nebraska this year; they were a hundred and. I think last year not this not this before. season but the, the preseason yeah before Rule came in uh-huh. the year before they were they were really bad and they bring in Tony White from Syracuse he brings his three three five. they move people around and they're a top 20 defense they made that giant of a jump now that being said, and especially in Lincoln, they didn't have a damn quarterback to save their lives.
0: Makes things tough. If yeah, you can't give 100%. your defense a break. Yeah,
1: hundred percent can't move the ball. Can't run the offense efficiently. Mm-hmm. Now they went out and got they signed Dylan Royola. I'm tempering my expectations with him because he's an 18 year old kid. And McCord, right? No, McCord oh. went to Syracuse.
0: I thought that they had made the move. Okay, no, this no. is they, new to
1: me. They were going to get McCord, but McCord okay. didn't want to sit.
0: Okay. Well, because I mean, there was a possibility. He didn't want to sense. compete.
1: He didn't want to compete with with a Riola type, because he didn't want that.
0: But, but Ryola is he's a legacy. He's a legacy kid. Yeah. His okay. dad
1: played center there, okay. and he was he's his actually if you look up on the wall where they have the names and the numbers, his name and his
0: number is up there. That's awesome. Yeah, it's it's great. But also at the same time though, I'm like that's a lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. It's 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 kind of like pro and cons. It's like well, you have this kid that like probably has dreamt of being a corn husker his whole life. Yeah. Coming in there yeah. and like uh, reliving – not reliving, but uh, filling your dad's shoes, playing there. But yeah, then you also have – if his dad's name is yeah. on the wall, like yeah. it's a big deal. Yeah. And like it takes a lot at Nebraska to get that kind of uh, accolade. Like I mean – you have met several All-Americans, award winners, and like – Yeah, you got Dave Remington's name up there. Mm-hmm.
1: Arguably the best center to have ever played college football. They named the damn – they named that position award after him. Oh, the Remington yeah, was him? Okay, that was him, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. He's, but he's like – you know, his dad – Dominic, his dad, played center there, and then he went on to the Lions and played there for – God, I couldn't tell you how long. He, the whole His whole career. He, he retired as a Detroit Lions center, which, again, that's back when the Lions weren't very good. Is this with the Barry
0: Sanders days, or it was post Barry Sanders? Yeah, Sanders, it yeah. was
1: definitely Matt Stafford time. Like, but they had a couple of good years there with Schwartz. I mean, they, you know, it wasn't it wasn't like oh my god, they are spectacular because that's never been Detroit. No, until
0: this year. Until this year, because they've actually got. Dan Campbell's a damn good coach.
1: Yeah, they're, they're biting
0: kneecaps. That's yeah. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it worked out for the Saints. Uh, I mean, yeah, it did.
1: But, you know, it's just – it's like uh, looking at the OU situation, if they mm-hmm. don't – if if they're not going to fit into what Venables wants, then I wouldn't bring them in. No.
0: Which, which actually – I was looking this up while we were talking here. So they, they parted ways with Ted Roof, and he brought in – believe zach alley and he is I like young he's yeah. like 30
1: which is great that you need that they're going to be they're going to you work your the tails youth. off and they're yeah. going to be hungry
0: yeah he was uh supposedly brent Venables' shadow uh oh at clemson at clemson he was okay. like a grad assistant watched everything he did and really based a lot of what he can see he's a linebacker coach as well so uh, i believe the last couple of years he's been at jackson state okay Okay. Was <laughs> he in, there
1: with Was he there with uh, Dion? Or was, it, was Dion at Jacksonville? No, he's at Jackson State. Okay, Jacksonville was, State it. is uh Richrod. Okay, let's see here. Let's
0: see where he hired him from. Jacksonville State. Okay, so he's with Rich Rod. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, like somebody that's going to come in and run Venables' defense knows it inside and out. Has the from a lot of what I've heard, he's like a clone of Venables, like the same intensity. Oh, that knows. <coughs> so, so he's
1: pretty much choosing who he's going to have as his next D coordinator, yeah. but he's trying to get his feet wet before he goes down
0: that path. Mm-hmm. Super smart. Well, no, he is the he's the defensive coordinator. Oh, he is. Oh, okay. Went from Jacksonville State to Oklahoma, so it's like <coughs> hopefully that works. That I mean, it's it's a title. I you got to imagine Venables very much. It's yeah. it's his baby. So yeah,
1: he's going to have a hand in it. Mm-hmm. But I I also think. <laughs> one of, one of the things that I think for them, as like as a school, is they should, I don't know if they do this, but I know they do it in Lincoln. Is they all sit down and game plan together as a as a coaching staff. Like the defense sits down together and the offense sits down together, and they all come up with a plan, and then they go out and they execute it. Right. It's not like, oh, I'm gonna go execute the. I'm gonna go game plan for this week. Right. You're gonna do this because it opens up a lot, a lot of like gray area for these kids. Yeah. And even for the coaches. But if they all sit down and they say, okay, there needs gr- to be a clear direction. Yeah, they're, they're they're plan. great at stop they're great at stopping the run. We need to throw the ball more on first down and then sneak a run in here and there or whatever. You guys yeah. game. Can you them? imagine with those like uh meetings with Alabama analysts? I don't want to be anywhere near that. I really don't. Like they're not like those analysts, man, they get paid good for a reason. Oh yeah. Or even Michigan with when when Connor Stallions was there. <laughs> like the dude regardless of what anybody says about that guy the bottom line is the dude knew ball oh. and he knew what he was looking for true. and he knew how to give the scouting report that Harbaugh wanted and that's it i mean how else can you how else can you put it they found ways to win with with his scouting reports even though he fucking cheated it's
0: true yeah they, i mean yeah I mean, the those scouting reports definitely seem to be the game-changer for Michigan. Yeah. That, like, they went from the not being able to beat Ohio State, yeah. slipping up to Michigan State, and then yeah. all of a sudden they just are world beaters. Yeah. So...
1: But I think a lot of that, too, is continuity with that team. Continuity. I think they were all young. You know, I... I've told you this before. I think Blake Corum is going to be a steal in the oh NFL God.
0: draft. Yeah, the he's kid a great is so good. Back. Like you, I think you were saying, he's like the best running back, and it's it's hard to argue against it. Because
1: Trayvon Henderson went back to school. Mm-hmm. Like I don't I don't envision another running back better than Blake Corum in that draft. I just don't. I mean, I've yeah. seen a lot of I I have watched a lot of Blake Corum and not of the others, but that that kid runs hard. You, he doesn't go down. It's, I love that. He's, he reminds me of a smaller version of a Derrick Henry. Yeah.
0: Or uh, just anybody. Or like when Najee was in God, college. I mean, if you put him in a two running back system where he's like your, the the end of the game back. Or yeah. That, I mean. Like Dallas? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Or, yeah. With him and Tony Pollard? I mean, Jesus. The defense is going to be like, I, I think I'm good, man. I don't want to keep getting hit by that. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. And he's
1: walked out of games Fresh. with broken noses and stuff. And he's just like. You broke your nose, okay? I want to go back in. And you're like... Are you a psycho? Yeah. You're like, are you a psycho? But you like, yeah. like, but as a football player and as a coach, you want kids. I like want that. as
0: many psychos on my team <laughs> as I can get. Yeah.
1: <laughs> if I can't have a psycho on my team running the ball because he's not going to go down, then what What are we doing?
0: Or a, I mean, a linebacker, that's like yeah. DNA. You got to have a psycho linebacker that's just yeah. jumping over the line. Yeah.
1: And... Yeah. But like... You also need him to be on the outside of that. You don't need him being the middle linebacker. No. Those guys have to be composed.
0: They need to be composed. That's <laughs> let's, true. Let's just
1: be honest about that. It's like it's like on the replacements that that a <laughs> former cop, you know who I'm talking about? Yes. He just runs out there and just I got the ball. I got the <laughs> ball. Good for you. Give me the ball. Go sit down. <laughs> <laughs> you need those type, you know, but you need them on the outside.
0: That's true. Yeah, no, you do need uh, uh a solid leader that's not gonna go either way and yeah. the emotions don't, don't get to them yeah but at, at both levels though at all three mm-hmm.
1: levels that middle guy needs to be the middle on your defensive line needs need to be safety
0: that, that and you way. need a safety
1: like like Tyron Matthew for the mm-hmm. Chiefs he was one of those where a leader it didn't it didn't it didn't get him he was just like guys it's okay it's all right we'll ice in the
0: veins yeah that's what you need but okay well so Going back to Nebraska, yeah. so any more new coaching changes there? We're, I imagine after one year. It-
1: well, yes, there is. Okay. They, they moved uh, Satterfield from OC quarterback coach to co-OC to tight end coach. Okay. And then they hired Glenn Thomas from the Steelers. Oh, uh, to be their co-OC co OC offensive or
0: uh, co OC quarterback coach. It's right into what Rule wants yep. to do. He wants to just have this filthy, just like, yep. we're going to grind it out. We're going to just run he it down was, your throat. He, he
1: was with Rule at Baylor. Mm-hmm. He was with Rule at Temple. Uh, Thomas actually was at uh, the Falcons okay. when Matt Ryan became Matt Ryan. He turned Matt Ryan into Matt Ryan. Okay. So, like, <laughs> there's a lot to be happy about there as a Nebraska fan. Sure but again it's year 2 you still have to temper those expectations only because in a way we are starting over again because we're bringing in a brand new quarterback we're bringing in a new coach it's going to have different systems for everybody it's 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 pump the brakes time still it still is like i, I see them getting a bowl game i see oh, okay i see seven or eight wins on that schedule okay um cuz it's there because the culture that's there right now is really good because if you see what happened at the end of the year we've only lost 3 4 to 5 kids in the portal right now yeah that tells you a ton and you got a bunch of you got a bunch of kids that want to stay they want to play there they do, they wanted an extra year to continue their growth but they wanted to play for a coach like rule yeah i mean he's done wonders there and i know i've sent you a ton of videos oh yeah no i, I mean, mean
0: his speeches are great i mean if if you're ever have a chance, get on YouTube and look up some of the things he yeah. says. Like it's very inspiring and hard not to not to go like running it. through walls. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like there's times there's I've watched some of them and I'm and I'm just jacked and I want to run through a wall. <laughs> but like, you know, he he's also a guy that that loves football. And when the A D went looking for a coach, he's like, I need a guy that all he knows is football. Loves football, likes to grind, likes wants to build and works really
0: well in college like that the college age kid like that he seems to connect really well with and developing them and molding them and
1: he's even said he's happy to be back in college and Mm. he's gonna stay and i think the nfl thing if they would have given him time in the nfl i think he would have done the same thing there but he went to the panthers and that owner is a nightmare just seeing all the videos and
0: all Oh my god yeah
1: but if he would have gone to I don't know the Cardinals or the Texans or even the Saints, I think he would have. He probably could have done well.
0: But who knows? I mean, yeah, I mean, look. If you get a competent coach, anything can happen. And it, it obviously you have to have the players. But yeah. like the Texans who thought they'd do what they did this year. Well,
1: the, yes, but also yeah. at the same time, though, you got to sit back and you got to look at, got to look at the coach and be like, he's come from a system. Saban. That, yeah. He, yeah. Well, was he. Was he Saban? with Salmon? Well, well, so we're talking D'Amico Rice, yeah. right? Was he, he might a Salmon linebacker? He might have been at the very end of his career. But I think he was pro before. I think he was in the NFL before that happened. I think he was with Shula. Oh, you're right. He's he's 40. I think he was with Shula.
0: Because he came in in, I think, 05? S- 0- he was drafted in 0- 06. 06? 6. Yeah so you're right. So he played from 02 to 05. Yeah, that'd be yeah. all before saving. I think
1: that was Shula at that point. But he comes from the Kyle Shanahan tree and that system has worked everywhere it's it's gone. Yeah. It's the Mike Shanahan way of doing things and it's always worked. It's always worked. You know, and he's had he's had his he's taken his lumps as a D coordinator with with the Niners. Mhm. And then he figured it out and then that defense was stellar. And They're doing that now right now in Houston they need to keep slow it
0: otherwise they're gonna be in trouble yeah yeah you gotta you gotta (sighs) gotta maintain the staff but like to do parallels there like I think rule is the guy if you can get of course I mean he's he's building the foundation I think he's building the team the right way honestly kind of like the same thing that Venables is trying to do you start inside out with the, the line.
1: Well, you, everything starts on the line. Yeah. It it, in, it doesn't matter if you're playing peewee football or professional at the highest level. Mm-hmm. If you have a crappy offensive line, I mean, we both play Madden, mm-hmm. you know. Right. Go to a team that has a crappy offensive line and see how bad your team is. And they are just – you're just bad. And same with your defensive line. Like if you don't have those big hog mollies in the middle oh plugging those holes – Like like in Damakensu, Mm -hmm. right, where he took a whole offensive line on by himself and still got through. Like, if you don't have a guy like that on your defensive line, you're not winning. And same with your offensive line.
0: More specifically with the defense thing, like three or four of those guys exist at one point. And I would say Chris
1: Jones is one of them right now, too.
0: You know, I
1: I really think he's one. There's not very – Donald's the other, but, like, Jones and Donald, they came from two programs that didn't get much press.
0: That, uh, that's also very true. You with know, with Pittsburgh hit, and, and with Donald, right? Yeah, and, and Mississippi State. With, with Jones. Chris Jones. But it does seem that Bama always has one of those guys on yeah. his there, and now Georgia yeah. with theirs. So, but, yeah, if you, if you can have a dominant offensive and defensive line, the rest is a lot easier. Yeah. And that's why, like I said, rule – if you look at what he did at Baylor, each year, like it, it was just it is progressively they were better.
1: A dumpster fire. I think his first year he had
0: forty-four scholarship kids. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean the Art Briles situation um, was awful. Yeah. I mean, God
1: damn! They left, how does, they
0: left that team in shambles? But how do you
1: serve you? If you're not a guy like that that has that mindset of like mm. we're gonna do this, you're not making it. You're just not – there's no, no way. There's there's nothing that – there's nothing in anybody's DNA that says, oh, we're going to be fine with 44 kids. No. No. That's not – that's like – that's like a backup at each position. If one of those kids goes down, you're – You're done. You're, yeah. You're in, you're in Foxville at that point because it's done,
0: you know? But even another thing to like – to show how well that rule did there at Baylor, like – Aranda, which I, I'd say, you know, jury's still out on him of whether or not he's a good head coach. He's a better defensive coordinator, in he my opinion. He took that team of rule players and won the Big 12 championship. Yeah. Like Petrie and uh, – I mean, Tyquan the, Thornton, mm-hmm. those kids. Yeah, yeah, like absolutely.
1: Charlie Brewer wasn't on that team, was he? He might have been. I think he was the quarterback. Was he a senior that year? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that was their biggest move was giving mm-hmm. the keys to the castle to Charlie Brewer. Mm-hmm. I Street. think. Yeah. my thing. What about Oklahoma? What do you think about Oklahoma? Do you, oh, where do you think they go this year? What do you think? What do you think Venables is kind of thinking about with everything?
0: From what all I've seen, Venables is very much trying to foundationally set up Oklahoma the same way Clemson was set up, the same way Alabama was set up. There's a lot of things at Oklahoma that weren't there before Venables came. As the head coach, like obviously he was there before as a defensive coordinator. Like
1: what? what, did, what did uh, I would have?
0: say it's it's being run more a, a lot like a NFL program okay. where you've got way more people that are uh, scouts and analysts. There's he's got a they call it a soul mission program, which is all about trying to develop the individual, like uh, trying to create men, yeah. right? And so they, these are all recruiting tactics, right? You can go into a uh, a living room and actually like have our conversation with the mom and dad and, like you know not only are we're going to be working on like making him skills. a football player but yeah. yeah but we're, we we want to make him a man you know and someone that's uh, of character uh, so you see things like that and I think yeah, obviously the first year was very bad six and seven um, there I think forty we got blanked by Texas forty nine to nothing uh, because we didn't have a quarterback for that game
1: but would you say it was a bad year if I mean, they still made a bowl game,
0: right? They did. They, yeah, they, they, Six and six going into the bowl you know, game, like, lost to Florida State.
1: I don't necessarily – I wouldn't call that a, a bad year or a down year for for Oklahoma in the sense that they're trying to instill a new culture. They're trying to put in God, new and schemes. And the culture
0: that, that, that was there before, soft.
1: Well, I mean, I you mean just, yeah.
0: You, you talk about how uh, – Aranda had taken over rule and kind of each year after it's kind of, it's, it's got a step below. Yeah. So uh, Lincoln Riley took over after Bob Stoops and it, you know, with Bob Stoops players, it was, they looked good with Baker and then okay. he it doesn't hurt having like generational quarterbacks one after the other with Kyler Murray and Jalen Hurts. But I would say that when Riley
1: was at OU, he was pretty much a quarterback whisperer. Sure. I would, I would say that. And I would also say he's, he, he might get back to that at SC. Maybe. We, we'll see. I mean, the kid he had thrown in the bowl game looked pretty good.
0: Looked pretty good. If they can get the defense figured out. But, I mean, with Riley, it's like you know that it's not going to be anything that he has a part in the of defense. It's he, he hired the head coach from South Dakota or North Dakota to take over the defense. Was that right? Was it, it North Dakota or North Dakota State? It, yeah, I think I, you're right.
1: Because that that I actually was, actually it's a good was, move. Yeah,
0: and Matt it has en- to be
1: like Matt Entz. I think is no the defense. No, he got the dude from
0: UCLA. Oh, UCLA. Okay, so yeah. he's he he. But I I want to say position wise, he might even he got a, like a head coach. He might have to come be a position. And if you can do things like that, you got to like head coach experience, coach in a position. Which is kind of, I don't know, it's kind what, of
1: all over the place. It's what DeBoer's doing too. DeBoer? Yeah, because he grabbed a running back coach who was the head coach at Buffalo. He grabbed a defensive coordinator who was the head coach at uh, South Alabama.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, like he's, you, at some point in those rooms, you want people that are going, that have done it and have coordinated all these things from game planning and all that to be running a room like that because they are the reason why you're going to win or you're going to lose.
0: Would you would you say that
1: Saban started all that with his analyst moves? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I I think I think everybody has looked at what Saban has done. He changed the game. Oh, 100 percent. He took he took Sarkisian, made him an analyst, and then he made him the offensive coordinator. And Sark is doing. He, what he revitalized
0: yeah. his career. Yeah, I mean he did even that for Lane. several players. Yeah, even coaches, Lane. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah,
1: Lane was one of them. And the last one they thought they could do it with was Bill O'Brien, but. I mean, you can't Bill,
0: fix broken versus stupid. You can't fix yeah. an idiot,
1: yeah. you know? like, I mean, he's a far better football mind than you and myself. Sure, sure. But it's hard to watch a Bill O'Brien offense, whether it's pro or it's college, on that end. You know, it's just so hard. It's like a Jimbo Fisher offense. Jimbo. Yeah. Can you believe they backed the Brinks truck up, <laughs> opened it up, and all that money comes spilling out, and he just sat there and goes, yes.
0: Yes. I mean, yes. great for him. But, like, even when that, that deal was made, I, I just – I never thought it would you, – you can't give somebody guaranteed money like that. No, have got to have performed to something. And I feel terrible for Elko right now.
1: I, yeah. I mean – He's walking into a situation where he has to win. Has to win. He has to win. And he did well at Duke, but you're in a whole different a conference.
0: different animal, man.
1: Whole different conference. They should have gone. I think they should have gone with Mark Stoops there and given mm-hmm.
0: him time. And not listen to the fans. The yeah. Fan, the A&M fans.
1: They're, okay. So I would compare AM fans now that they're in the, the mm-hmm. SEC mm-hmm. to the very old school Nebraska fans. Okay. Because – Everybody, everybody was all on the frost hype train Mm -hmm. when he got hired. I was not, I literally had, I had a conversation to some guy who was selling me windows in the, in my basement of my house Mm -hmm. and he's an LSU fan asked me, he goes, you think frosty will come up there? And I said, I hope they don't make that hire. And he goes, well, why don't you want that hire? I said, he's only had two years of experience and one good season. He hasn't had to go through the adversity of what it's going to take to build a program like that, mm-hmm. and it's not—it's—it's it's not that I don't think he can't do the job. True, I just don't think he's ready. I just didn't. The, a guy like Matt Rule, who's been through all of that, is a far better hire than you know what what Frost was. And I'm not saying he's Frost has
0: experience and like it, he's shown that he can do it. Yeah, yeah. And
1: I'm not saying Frost is a terrible football coach. Yeah, but. He was trying to be the Oklahoma of the Big Ten, and it, the Big Ten just looked at him and said, hold my beer for a moment, and went out there and kicked the shit out of him. Because that's what happened. He didn't want to fire his defensive coordinator when they were 115th in the league. He didn't want to give up on that. He didn't want to relinquish play calling. He didn't want to do any of that stuff. I um, mean, yeah, your stubbornness eventually will yeah, it, come back and bite you. It, it kicked him in the dick, and he didn't mm. expect it to happen. He didn't. He thought he was bigger than the university, and then when they changed ADs, it was done. And because they had asked the AD the, the AD they said in what world on a wind number would frost stay? And he goes, There is no wind number. He was basing it on everything, the yeah. culture of it all and all that. And I and I heard something I, I heard a pundit that is like really close to the program get mm-hmm. on one of the one of like the Hale Varsity stuff, and he was talking about how Frost was always late for was always late for uh, meetings, the showing up coach. yeah, showing up for showing up late for meetings, showing up late to late to practice. Uh,
0: I mean, like go, going what, what out, kind and getting of, going yeah. out, and getting
1: hammered, and doing all that. And there, there was like it wasn't that just that trickles down on yeah, the other your coaches
0: and players. Yes. Yeah. And
1: the kids that ended up leaving were the kids that wanted the stability. same the same. No, they didn't want stability they didn't want to be held accountable oh, for their actions okay, right saying, because yeah. like if they don't have that accountability before what makes you think you want it ne- next and that's what it boiled down to and i i didn't see oh you have a lot of turnover when venables came through i think you they know, wanted they wanted just, more they wanted more intensity sure because if you're a soft football coach yeah. and you're a football player yeah. it those two, they, they 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 butt heads like oil and water, man. They don't yeah. they don't work.
0: There there very much was a culture problem at Oklahoma. By the time of uh, you know Lincoln Riley left, like it became soft. Uh, we could not push anybody around on the line, and it's, yeah. it's Oklahoma. I mean, yeah. it, it, you, and, they, and they recruit really good <laughs> defensive and offensive linemen yeah. every year. Every year, so you know, it's like it seemed like there. It just there's a cultural, there's a mentality thing that need there that are needed to be a change. And obviously, like Venables, we were talking about Psychos earlier. That he's that as a coach, yeah. like he is so demanding. He's he wants everything done the right way. And, and I think a lot of his, uh, you know, that six and seven year, I don't think it it bothered him. I don't think he's worried. No. Because he's more worried about the long term goal of, well, yeah, I might have a six and seven year, but at least we're starting from the ground, uh, ground zero, exactly how I want to build this thing, which right. I think is the same thing that Rule is doing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he, so he'll take the six yeah. and seven because that built into 10 and three this year.
1: It's possible. Right. Yeah. It's very possible. I, it just. It depends if Jackson Arnold is who Jackson Arnold is. Yeah, you know that, that, who they expect a lot him of to be hinges
0: on that, and a lot of people you know? think, and I myself included, I think that I think he'll be a great quarterback. Uh, it seems to he has all the the uh, the talent. Uh, it's just going to be a lot more of he needs the experience. Yeah, because um, they had
1: to flip over OCs too, where they flip had over were, OCs. with Latrell
0: and yes, and all that. I
1: actually like the Latrell move. I I think it's a smart one, and I think. Who else did they move over to their OCs? So They have two of them now. Yeah, uh,
0: Joe John Finley, who yeah. was he was Levy's kind of right-hand man. We were able to retain him. He is an OU guy. He played at Oklahoma. But uh, we bumped his title up to co-offensive coordinator with Seth Latrell. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's funny. OU's going into the SEC with a brand-new offensive coordinator or coordinators and brand new defensive coordinator but it doesn't feel like a lot's changed because yeah. what venable has been able to do is even though there's new coaches it's there's a lot of continuity
1: yeah yeah so
0: you gotta have there's it there's a lot to be said for it's, that you gotta have it like you know i
1: rules they were talking about talking to rule at the end of the season and they asked him are you going to make a move on the oc mm-hmm. change it and he goes listen i could he's like you guys have fired coaches here left and right for the past past decade how's it's that worked working. out for you and he's hundred percent right.
0: Man, yeah. Bobini. Yeah, you know, like What could have been if they would have kept on holding on to him? Like I, I don't mean, know.
1: talk about a good
0: football coach, mm-hmm.
1: but he couldn't take the press. That's really what it boiled down to is he couldn't take the press. Or,
0: or even going back to who who took over after Osborne?
1: Solich. Solich. Well it all started with Solich. Yeah. I mean the, they pulled
0: the trigger way the, too fast Well he went yeah.
1: nine and three and then they yeah. fired him and I was like, What
0: what are you doing? Well, and then he just went on to Ohio and
1: had a pretty good career there. A great career. Yeah. He turned Ohio into something manageable Decent, for someone that's not easy to do there. You know, that's that's a different different kind of job and he did well. You know, it's just these schools want to ditch ditch these coaches after 9 and 3 because they don't win a title. And
0: it's like is that more of like what Osborne had built Nebraska yeah. into and then 9 and 3 just was not acceptable.
1: Yeah, I mean like go if you if you look from like ninety to two thousand mm-hmm. in like legit moves that he made, he changed his D e coordinator in I think ninety or ninety one to Charlie McBride, and those kids had the we're gonna pull my socks up, mm-hmm. pull the socks up, and put my fist in the ground, and we're just gonna run through, we're, it. and we're gonna we're gonna beat the hell out of you, mm-hmm. and they developed every every kid that came through that program, right? That was from that time. I swear, I I. Don't know if I'm 100% correct. In a 10-year span, I think they lost eight games. Yeah. You can't replace that. No. You just
0: can't. Well, I mean, it, it's it's like replacing Saban. Yeah. You know, replacing Osborne. It's like, who wants that job after after he's done because he's easy, a legend? The easiest job to replace
1: right now, I think, is the Michigan job. If you move more up,
0: it's well, yeah. the easiest you guys, job You replace. already have the same staff. I agree. Yeah. Just keep the same staff there
1: and do all that. Like... Look at Arizona. They went out and got Brett Brennan from San Jose State, which okay. they've been good. They've been they've been good the past 3 years, but mm. before that not so much. How's when he gonna, was the last time Arizona's had a year like they've had? It was in the 90s with Brisky. Yeah. I, I I would say. I mean, they oh, well Rich Rod did well there for a few he years. He did.
0: And Mike Stoops
1: was there for a couple. Of years. He didn't do well at no. all. That was they they kept him there far too long and no. it was just it was not good, but like give the young kid a chance give brennan Mm -hmm. a chance and let's see what happens it's funny because he was actually on mike riley's staff and at oregon state and Mm -hmm. did
0: well and then then, his familiarity with the the pac 12 area which i guess they're into the the big 12 yeah big
1: 12 but like that's the thing is how is he going to do as a power five head coach we don't know that's that's what we don't know where was jed fish
0: before arizona i think the patriots patriots okay. i
1: think he was in the nfl he's kind of bounced around so much it's hard to know but he was at michigan at one point okay so for him to come go to wisconsin it's not a huge or it's no it's uh thing. washington right or washington yeah. yeah it's not a huge it's not a huge thing it's he knows the, he knows the landscape of the big 10 but i think the team you got to watch out for in the big 10 is mr dan
0: landing in, in oh, oregon God, man dude I mean, he's he's a monster he's too good because like Oklahoma oh, was looking at him when they hired Venables and it's it's hard not to like look at it now and be like man did we do the right thing but it's still too early to say I would say either way but I like, have
1: to look at the loyalty factor of the whole thing mm-hmm. with Venables. oh yeah the one thing that the one thing that Venables has that I don't think you find a lot in coaches anymore is the will to stick through mm-hmm. and the want to be there. When the times are tough, sure. put his – stick his nose out there and be like, it's on me. It's on you? Yeah. It's on me. And my defense played bad. It's on me. I will get that fi- – we're going to get this fixed. We're going to get that Certainly. fixed. And, and it's on me. And
0: we they go back to work. And, and that's- I think he's shown that. And so you, you were asking earlier, like, what, what do I think Oklahoma's going to do? Defensively, there, there was a large jump from Brent Venable's year one to year two in, like – Certainly, it was it was the linebacker play that you could see there was a dramatic change. Yeah, with Stutzman and... Stutzman and Canick and then uh, later on the season, Kip Lewis. Because I don't even know if next year Kanick will be the starter. It sounds like it'll probably be Stutzman and Kip Lewis, but...
1: But is Stutzman going to go pro because there's also... He's staying.
0: Oh, he's staying. Because there yeah, was... That's, that, that's the most impressive yeah. thing is... Second round draft pick right is, there, yeah. Benables has seniors on his team. And like yeah. we haven't had it at Oklahoma for a while. It just seems like as soon as like somebody has a good season, it's like, well, see, I know like you're like C.D. Gonna,
1: Lamb, you're having yeah. a good
0: year, and then he's like, deuces, I'm out. Right. So like Venables is like not only you're talking about loyalty, but he's like created that inside the program yeah. of like these guys want to stay there, and specifically like Studsman because he's a linebacker wants to stay an extra year and be developed by Venables. Make that nil Oh my god, NIL. nil money, which who knows what you're going to be making in the NFL. It's like guaranteed what you're making right now. Yeah, get paid an extra year to develop and then go to the NFL. Yeah, and if it doesn't work out, I mean, you got a degree. Got it. That's true.
1: You know, and that's that's the biggest thing too. Is these kids that leave early? Yes, mm-hmm. they go back and they get their degrees. But mm-hmm. why not? Why not? You're you're basically
0: getting a, a free pass to get a degree. Take it. Earn Take it. it. Yeah. Do it. And be done. I mean, what do I think OU will do this, this coming year? I think 9-5 and five or 10-4 and four is, I think, a pretty reasonable expectation. Yeah. Uh, they've got a tough schedule. They've got Alabama. They've got LSU. They've got Tennessee. Texas is always a tough one. Um, but well, once they, you
1: get past – like the Big Ten and the SEC are the exact same conference. Oh, yeah. Once you get past the top boys – there's a bunch of filth in the middle of it that you can just beat the shit out of people. They have Ole Miss on their schedule this that's year. Not a, that's not an easy game. It's not an easy game. An that easy game. one's
0: actually down in, in uh, Mississippi, which, which I was trying to – what's the word? The Grove.
1: Yeah. The,
0: uh, so, yeah, I mean, all these games outside of – I think they get South Carolina. And I'm like, eh, they should be able to beat South Carolina. But
1: – I mean, nothing's a guarantee anymore. I think that the
0: play at Auburn.
1: That's going to be a tough game, That's though. a tough game. It's going to be a tough game because I was saying, if, yeah. if I, I don't know if I've told you this, mm. but if Nebraska didn't get rule, I wanted them to get Hugh Freeze. I wanted them to because everybody would call me fucking crazy for that, but watch what he did at Ole Miss. Watch what he's doing at Auburn. And look at what he's doing at Auburn. He's just doing it again. He, he gave Georgia a game. He gave Bama a game. Like, yeah. Boy knows ball. He knows knows, ball. And he knows how to coach. And it's hard to not sit there and say that you don't want him to be the leader of your program.
0: Yeah. And you just got to hope that – well, I mean, what was it? At Ole Miss, it was recruiting violations and all that, which you don't even have to worry about anymore. No,
1: because everybody was doing it at that time. You just got
0: caught. Just got caught. I mean, that's the thing. That was the the sacrificial lamb because they're not going to go after Saban or – no.
1: No, they're at not going to at that, that go- time.
0: Who was it, uh, Les Miles? Or yeah.
1: well, Miles <laughs> has his own problems. <laughs> but no, they weren't. They no way was that going to happen. No,
0: but yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see what what the next season holds. Obviously, there's still a lot of time before then. There's a whole other. We're not even through with this transfer portal with all the no. coaches leaving right now. I mean, they
1: can grab those kids out of there whenever they want, but. Mm-hmm. It all do,
0: it, the tampering.
1: Yeah, there's there's been so much tampering going on with that whole thing,
0: and it's just insane. Was it the Alabama player saying that Iowa reached out to him in the middle of the season? Yeah. There's like he's on tape talking about
1: that. Yeah, and then uh, Braylon Allen from <laughs> Wisconsin was like, he's like, I had to block a ton of numbers because all these schools were calling me and telling me to hit the portals, and and they were going to offer me this or that, and he was, mm-hmm. like, I don't want to leave Wisconsin.
0: And, and you uh, that's a good thing. Like hopefully the head coaches and who who's there at uh, Wisconsin Fickle Fickle,
1: who's also they, they were saying if it wasn't rule it would have been fickle. fickle and it would have been flip flopped with with Wisconsin and Nebraska Nebraska. But I think for rule the better fit is Nebraska than Wisconsin. I agree, because you're gonna have you're gonna have a longer runway runway. Wisconsin,
0: you're not. I just well I feel like there's they will now with with Dickel. more opportunity at Nebraska than there is Wisconsin and that's not a knock on Wisconsin no. Wisconsin's a great program but listen Nebraska used to be a monster they used to yeah. win national championships yeah. they used to have Heisman's like and that fan base is hungry yeah. for we
1: want a winner yeah we want to win yeah. we want to win and it's it's hard to find mm-hmm. uh, you know a better better fan base than. What's in Lincoln? Because mm-hmm. they always say it's the best in the world. I'm like, hold on a Sell minute. Sell out games. Yeah, but I'm still always like, hold on a minute. Like, yes, but there's also – like with every school you have – The diehards. The, the diehards and then the people that are casual. And then the people that are just love the team and are are cool with whatever, whatever happens. But those diehards – I mean, I, I'm on a Nebraska message board. I don't get in an argument. Like I will – like it'll be it'll make one comment like you're not a true Nebraska fan. I'm like, listen, man, oh. fuck you. Because yes, you're being realistic. Because I'm being realistic with them. Yeah. It's like they're not gonna make a bowl game this year. Fuck you, yes, they will. I'm like, hold on, hold, hold the phone, <laughs> man. Hold it. Like, where <laughs> in what this what Where in this whole thing does it have that? You know, right. like and you support, like I would support like Scott Frost, because he's my football coach. Mm-hmm. Do I think he's the greatest coach? Absolutely not. Do I think he's gonna turn around? Hell no, I don't. Do you want him to win? Absolutely. Do I want him to win and support him? Yes, yes, I do. And I would, oh, I couldn't tell you how many many times I got into with like some 70-year-old dude in Ohio because he's fucking mad of my take. And it's just like, dude, it's just a message board where we all speak our minds. Right, I, I don't think I've gotten on that that message board in like a year and a half.
0: Well, and, and these are the fans that grew up with Nebraska yes. being like in Alabama in the seventies, and, and yeah. you know, I I deal with it too with like the Oklahoma fans that grew up with like Barry Switzer, and it's just you know, yeah, it's what Saban did is it, it won't ever be done in again. that
1: short amount of time. No, in, in that short amount of time, like like. With Nebraska with Devaney up until 2000, that was a 30 year stretch of domination, yeah. and it's the same with Oklahoma. They mm. had their down years when they had Blake the there,
0: the 90s, yeah, when they
1: had Blake. But the minute they got Stoops in mm. there, it was right, right back to the old the old way, mm-hmm. right? They had they had like that stretch of like five years in there where it wasn't good, it was not good, and then they had another 20 years where it was great, and it's just you know like we we're all passionate about our teams, but. We have to be realistic about our expectations. Otherwise, what, you know, what, what
0: good is it? I mean, it, it's good to temper the expectations because it's like, man, I love Oklahoma. I want them to win. But at the end of the day, they're 18 to 20-year-old kids and like yeah. turning that game on. And, and people like people
1: <laughs> forget their kids. Their
0: kids, yeah. They are
1: kids. They are 18-year-old kids that are going out into the world for the first time and they're trying to figure it out and i was on i told you this when dylan committed to georgia no to lincoln to nebraska okay okay. and he some georgia fan there's one realistic georgia fan he's like best of luck to you i think you will do great all that like a real fan i was like i like you Mm -hmm. but then there's so much hateful shit on his instagram like have fun playing in the Cheez-It Bowl when we play in a national championship. I'm like, motherfucker, you're not even playing in a national championship this year. It's true. You know, like, don't say that to a kid like that because he's going to read that and he's going to be like, oh, really? Because if it was me, mm-hmm. if it was me at that age, I'd be like, oh, you think that? All right. I want to play you now and I want to run, run you out of the building. It's a board. I want to show you, I want to show you this isn't a Cheez-It, <laughs> Cheez-It Bowl team, you know?
0: they very well could do that i mean yeah anything's possible anymore so but well i mean i feel like that's we covered a lot of ground there for the first episode um yeah we're gonna try to do this what like once a week maybe like bi-weekly or bi
1: week we're gonna we'll
0: try to do bi-weekly by now and then and then the season rolls around we can roll it switch it up to a once a week yeah somewhere around there we can make something work with that Sorry that we're not the, you know, all great Brandon Walker and do <laughs> two or three podcasts a week. <laughs> he's such a dick.
1: <laughs> the for, greatest, those of you, for The greatest you, there is. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you who don't know who Brandon Walker is, listen to Unnecessary Roughness on Barstool. You will realize he is talking with marbles in his mouth and he's <laughs> a bit of a pain in the ass. But... Boy does no ball. So he does no ball. That's the problem. He's a big Mississippi State fan and
0: doesn't realize that they suck. <laughs> Delusional. So yeah. All right, man. Well, uh, thanks everybody for yep. listening for and listening. check in next next episode. Yeah. Absolutely. Talk to you later.